Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. There was a wealthy man who boarded an airplane one afternoon, hoping to be home in time for supper. Well, the stewardess looked at his ticket and showed him into the first class cabin. But to his surprise, there was a man sitting in his seat. He pulled out his ticket and he looked at his seat number, but glanced again at the person, but he knew he was in the wrong spot. The first impression that he had of this stranger was that he didn't look like he belonged on the plane at all. His clothes were torn and one of his shoes was ripped down the side, and it didn't look like he could afford a meal, much less a first-class plane ticket. He quickly told the person to get out of his seat, and he was quickly escorted off of the plane. And you know, this reminds me of the Christian life. Although this, this happens on a regular basis out in the world, it's not supposed to be happening within the church. Jesus taught not to judge by appearance, but yet in the early church, this is exactly what was going on. They were treating the wealthy people better than the poor. Maybe you can remember watching an old movie and seeing rich people sitting in box seats or a special pew in the front of the church that was reserved just for them. But in the far back, you saw the poor and destitute gazing from afar and treated like dirt. I wonder if a wealthy man had to change places with the poor, how they'd appreciate the same treatment. If you're really going to keep the royal commandment to love one another as yourself, then you really need to put yourself into the, their shoes for a while. Wouldn't it be something for a rich man to give up a seat to the poorest wretch in the entire church? James 2 verse 1 through 9 says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring, in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gate clothing, and say unto him, Here, sit thou here in a, a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? But you have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which you are called? If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. The church is not a football game, where if you pay more money, you get better seats. It's not like an airplane, where everybody's seated according to class. Jesus fed thousands, but they all shared the exact same seat. All of them sat on the ground. The church is supposed to be a place of equality, but more often than not, the poor are hated by his own neighbors. Look at Proverbs 14.20. It says, The poor is hated even of his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. Think of the inheritance that Moses could have received if he had just stayed in Egypt. He could have had earthly treasures beyond imagination, but he walked away from it all and became poor, living as a shepherd in a tent in the desert. God was a treasure that he wanted. When we are content with the simple things in life, we can refocus our attention on the things of God and find much more time to seek him without distraction. Instead of seeking to be rich, rich in worldly treasures, we must seek to become rich and spiritual ones. You truly need to become poor in order to become rich. Moses did this, and so did the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. The Lord left the glory of paradise 
to preach a gospel kingdom uh, to this sinful world. He looked like everybody else and couldn't even be identified in the Garden of Eden or gar- uh, the Garden of uh, Gethsemane until Judas gave him a kiss. Second Corinthians 8 verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. The apostles left their earthly jobs to devote their lives to preaching the gospel. They became poor to make other men rich in spiritual things. And they are blessed because of it. Luke 6, 20 says, And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. The apostle Paul was doing the same thing. 2 Corinthians six ten says, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. The reason why so many people are going to be unfruitful at the judgment It's because they are so engrossed with the things of this world that they do not have time to disciple others. They have no fruit because their time is spent on attaining the things of this world. Mark 4, 18 through 19 says, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Matthew 6, 24 says, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In order to bring forth fruit unto life eternal, that's going to require devoting yourself to the things of God. To become a laborer for the Lord, one must learn to be content with your daily food and the clothes on your back. One must be satisfied wherever you're at. So instead of wasting your time on the irrelevant things of this world, it can be used to further the things of God's kingdom. Look at 1 Timothy 6, beginning of verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. And again, Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And Philippians 4.11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Treating the rich better than the poor is a sin. Remember, that it is the poor who are rich in faith. In the church, there's supposed to be an equality. As the poor increase the faith of the rich, the rich can you help the temporal needs of the poor. Every low valley must be raised up, and the hills must be brought down. It's a great leveling of church equality. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning at verse 14. But by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. So you see, God doesn't judge somebody by the clothes or the the brand of their shoes that they wear. He judges the heart. It's time for the church to rise up and help the poor. Hopefully then when you look into their eyes and recognize your own spiritual poverty, 
you can receive the true riches of Christ. I mean, it's only money. And it's time to do good things with what God has given you. Maybe you will fulfill the royal law by showing somebody the love of Christ and graciously extending to them your first-class seat. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.